Shmuel, we're holding in Perek We learned last time that the battle, the tragedy, when Klai lost the war, but they also lost the Aran HaKadosh, and as a result of that, was captured by the Pishtim. Uh, we also saw the irony that whereas the Pishtim were prepared to stand strong and fight, uh, even though they were afraid of the, what the Aran HaKadosh would do to them, Klai Yisrael, when they felt that they were losing, instead of standing to protect the Aran, turned tail and fled, and as a result, the Aran was so it's like open for the pollution to capture. Now, we're holding a Pasuk at base. And the Pasuk says, Vayaretz ish binyamin me'amayrocho. A person from binyamin ran from the battlefield. And he came to Shira that same day. It was quite a distance, but he must have run the whole journey. Umad of Kroom, his clothing were torn. Vadam al-Roshe. Which was the sign of Avelis. The sign of Avelis, the sign of, uh, to show that uh, lost the war. Uh, who was this Ishmin Yamin who ran away from the Marakha? The Midrash will tell us it's a Shol. It's a Shol. Later on, he was going to become the king, but he had already been a soldier in the Jewish army. Uh, he had been a survivor of that terrible battle where 30,000 Jews were so died. And he was the one who made it to Shiloh to break the news. The leader of the Jewish people at the time was Ailey? Yes, the other was Ailey. The okay. second time he survived, no? Survived the time of Shaitan, also known in the Right, exactly. We, we, according to the Shita, we saw the end of Shaitan, a machlekas about when the story of Shaitan happened. But according to the Shita, that held that it happened just before this, so that it was a battle which hadn't happened a long time before. And yes, and according to that Shita, Shal was a survivor of that campaign as well. It was one of the 600 remaining Zabinyamin uh, <coughs> who were still left alive. He was good at running away. Does this show us something? Uh, yeah, he was good at running away. Yes, uh, we know he was taller yeah, than everybody else. He was. He was real taller. It says, I'm sitting as a better runner as well. Longer legs. Longer strides. Okay. okay, so then if that's okay. So the, the survival was shot. Now there's a, there's a fascinating midrash also, uh, which needs explanation. Aradaxi doesn't understand it. But what the midrash says is that when the Aaron was captured, so one of the leading soldiers on the Plishti side was somebody going to meet again later on, it was Goyas. And Goyas was the one who took possession of the Aaron HaKadosh. He was the one who got to it first. And the other Aaron HaKadosh, see what was inside. And he tried to take out the Luchas. And Shal dashed up and snatched the Luchas away from him and ran away with it, ran from the camp carrying the Luchas. And according to that, it wasn't just that Shal ran and to Shiloh, he ran carrying the Luchas. Now, that's incredible for a number of reasons. Firstly, the Luchas are extremely heavy. You're talking about tablets of solid rock, solid sapphire. It says there was a nice Moshe could carry them. And the fact that Shal would be able to carry the Luchas and run was a, was a nice. But what the Radaxi doesn't understand is that a person couldn't look at the Luchas. And how would it be that someone could open their Kodesh and not get killed on the spot? Uh, so he doesn't understand what the Chazal means, but it's such a Chazal. We don't find Hilo's in Prashas Ba'avi. It didn't get destroyed, the Luchas were broken. It remained whole. We don't find it. We don't find it. If a guy takes a Sefer Torah, we don't find it. If a guy took possession of the Luchas, it would use the Kedusha either. We find by the Ego, when Moshe wanted to smash the Luchas, then but uh, here the Luchas stayed whole. Uh, so to say that both, number one, the Kodesh is able to open our Kodesh 
uh, nothing happened to him. And it also shows able to carry the Luchas, nothing happened to him. And uh, he's able to carry the Luchas, the ultra tremendous Also, anyone who touches the Iron Kodesh dies. Right. So the, 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 we're going to see that the fish got punished severely for touching the Iron. But we don't find ever that they tried to open the Iron. Here we see a Chiddush, that not just the touch of course, he even tried to open it to get what he was inside. And that was, that was a much bigger kilo. In that case, it's a much bigger nest which is being described here. Now, Could it be that, that being that Gaius was a guy, he wasn't like privy to Kedusha, so they weren't affecting him? It doesn't make a difference because uh, it, it, uh, we find, well, we'll find later on also that uh, even a non Jew who comes come out and Kodesh would get punished. That's a good question. Though. Just like uh, later on, we see when the Arakash came to cities of the Plishtim, so the Plishtim were non Jews got punished for it. Right, okay, so that's, the, that's the, the first part of the story. Now, he came to Shiloh, he came to Shiloh, he arrived in Shiloh. <coughs> Remember, the people in Shiloh have no idea what happened to the battle. So he's the first uh, reporter who comes back to the scene. He was sitting on a chair on the side of the road. And I was just going to the side of the road. What's up? He was waiting for news. Because he was very worried about the Arana Kodesh. Because he saw previously, they didn't ask Ali when they took the Arana Kodesh, or they just took it. And Ali was very concerned that they had taken the Arana Kodesh. So he had planted himself on the side of the road to be the first to get any information of what happened uh, at the battlefield. The man comes to the city, the runner, Shol, he lives in the town, and obviously everybody straight away sees. In fact, there's torn clothes that uh, something terrible happened and everyone starts to cry. He says this wail which emerges from the city. Now, because Eli hears the shouting and the crying. What's the big noise? What's the commotion? What happens? So, obviously, people told the messenger, no, Eli wants not happen. So the man ran over to talk to Eli. Now, the obvious question was, and the question asked that, if Eli put himself on the road to hear what happened, so then how come he didn't hear first? In other words, it's not, it's not logical to say Shlom ran right past him. And then they saw go back, so he went back again to Eli to tell him what happened. So I'll tell you what suggests. They say that there was two different ways to Shida. Now there was, Shida was a city. There were different ways into Shida. Eli had placed himself on the way to Shida, which was the, the, main, the road to where the, the direction of where the battle was. But the runner was running from Shida didn't take the direct road because he was scared of being pursued. And therefore he went around a different direction and he came to Shida from a different side. And therefore Eli was waiting on the, on the entrance of Shida facing the direction of the battle and the man came to Shida from the other side. And therefore even though he was riding on the road, he heard from behind him the, the noise and the commotion and sound from when the person arrived and they told him Eli was waiting to hear information. So he went out the main entrance towards where Eli was on the road. That's the first to explain, um, to explain why he, otherwise he would have avoided Eli. They may say if a person has gone to has gone to see where Shira was uh, today, you can still see the ruins of Shira. So then it seems that there was just from the topography of the case, there was a, there's another explanation too, and that is that that uh, Shira is built on a mountaintop, like a little mountaintop, and then there's a a set like a, on the side of it is where the Mishkan was. A little hill. There's like a little separate hill where the Mishkan was. There's like a rod, like a, I suppose it must be a rod there, but there's like a path connecting the city to where the Mishkan was. And the Mishkan says that Eli put himself on the path outside the Mishkan, 
who is on the derech, who is near the city, facing to get information. But the runner came from, he came to the city first. So everyone in the city heard about it. And then Adi, from where he was, like outside the Mishkan, he hears and knows from the city, he wants to know what happened. And then the runner comes to tell him. So, but Ya'edi ben Tishim was 98, the end of Kama, he could no longer see. Why is that significant? Because this is, goes back to what we saw before. We saw that the, we saw that the runner, when he comes to Adi, uh, when he comes, he has torn clothing. And what was the reason for What was the reason for clothing? So the Pashas was the sign of Avedis. There's a second point also. And this the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says, on the principle of a mighty deep of exile, that a person isn't meant to be the bearer of bad news. And if that's the case, he didn't want to be the one to have to tell everybody what happened. But if you would come with torn clothes, people will understand when they're on. If there's a sign of a veil, something must have gone terribly wrong. Like the Gemara says about uh, the, it says when one of the people who said when Rebbe died, Karlik Sosei, and then he was Mahadeh the, the Kera, the people would still notice if there was something wrong, they would have to be allowed to say. And therefore here also, when people, when the runner arrives, people already see something's gone wrong. And that's why when it says that he came to Eli, so Eli couldn't see. So he had no idea what happened. And that's why the man to tell him everything, because otherwise Eli would have cut himself, something's gone wrong. So, Eli couldn't see that. That's why I just asked him what happened. So, He says, I'm, I, I'm, I came from the battlefield. And I ran away from the battlefield today. Now, it seems a bit repetitive. What do you have to say both for? In other words, Eli asked me what happens. He says, Did you know I was at the battle, I came from there. And I ran away from the battlefield today. What happened? Again, Eli couldn't see. So he couldn't see the signs of the man's clothes were torn. And if he didn't realize what, that, that they had lost the war. So the Vas is the messenger, and and he says like this. And now he's going to try and tell, break the news to Eli. So he starts from uh, the the thing he would be the least he, that least he, disturbed by. The Eli would be the least shocked by, and he builds up from there. It's not so. The here is the ish. That's ish. And it's called the Mavasa because now he's in the, in the position of being on to share the news. The ish is that is that show? Which is the same show. <laughs> maybe Shaul said whatever he had to to Eli, then the person, because he asked him what happened, so then... No, but it's the same person. He's saying, I'm the one. He's talking about himself. I'm the runner who ran from, uh, ran from the who ran from the war today. And there's a... There's a... The question talking about why it changes the Russian from saying, Eshtam Vaseh. And the Mitzvah talks about it, for example, and it says, because now that he's sharing uh, news, he's called the Mavasar, a person is sharing news. Uh, and someone is bearing, so to speak, information. Um, but we don't find anyone who said there's someone different to the person who spoke up before. So what do you say? Nazi Shrat, if they're Pishtim. The first thing is, Chai Shrat ran away from the Pishtim. Vagam, there was a big, big tragedy. A lot of people were killed. And his two sons, Chavibins, were killed as well. And the iron got back in capture. 
that's what he tells Aaron. When he mentions the fact that Aaron got captured, so Eddie, that was what he was worried about, what happened to Aaron Kodesh. And it's interesting, having heard all the other tragedies, Eddie managed to maintain his composure. But when he hears that the Aaron Kodesh was captured, he fell backward off his chair from the shock. And therefore, as he fell, he hit the back of his head on the side of the wall next and but the Shavim of He broke his neck, but Yamus he died. Kizaka Nish Bakovit. The man was very old, he's ninety eight. The was heavy and therefore the fall was made that much more more severe. He had been the shaykh for forty years. And he died tragically about hearing about the loss of Arnakodish. A little bit about the Maid of Eli. Because he had just said like he, the tragedy of his two sons dying that wasn't uh, it wasn't something that was so shocking to him that he would he would uh, fall and die from that. And yet the Anakosh got taken last. Now what God says because he's already been warned about that. He's already been told twice by Nabim that the two sons are going to die and are going to die the same day. So it was something which Kiido he knew was going to happen at some stage. But he never no one ever spoke about the fact that the Anakosh was going to get taken and that came to a much bigger shock. Almost uh, as a coin god, he probably felt responsible for the Anakosh. More, and therefore the, the fact that it got taken. So now, it was uh, that was this was the end of the of the Mishkan Shila. Mishkan Shila was established by Yeshua when Yeshua came to Israel. It stood for 369 years, and this is this was the Mishkan Shila came to an end um, when Aaron got captured. He never came back to Shila again, and Shila got destroyed. Now the child is what actually happened to Shila, because when I was in Nava, the two base of Mishkan the Vesemindash was taken over by the enemies and raised. We know that uh, the, it took a long time. They besieged Shalim and eventually they broke in and eventually they made their way into the temple compound and eventually they destroyed the Vesemindash, both in the first and second Vesemindash. But what happened to Shira? It doesn't say anywhere in the Psukim what, what, what became of the Shira. And that's why there's two different halkhim in the Mephoshim. We don't have a Raya either way. The one is that the Christian, having now won the war, they went on the rampage of destruction and they destroyed it. And part of the aftermath of the battle was they came and destroyed the Shiloh. But what was it in the Shiloh? It was a tent, though. It was a building, Structure. the structures were out of brick and the roof was a tent. Do they still have two rows of, yes. of stones? Yes, there? I've been to Shiloh, I've seen what the, the Mishkan was, I even measured it. Oh. It's exactly the right dimensions for the Mishkan. Both the Kodesh and the Kodesh Akadashim and the Azar around it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly the share we give it. No, the first. Thirty by ten. Depends what. Talking about the Azari, talking about the Kodesh. Exactly what the what the same dimension as the Mishkan. As the Mishkan, right? That's what the Azari and everything. It's very actually funny because the guy that took me there uh, told me that uh, you know they can see the walls and they can see everything there, but the one thing that they can't see is they can't see where the Mizbech was. There's no like structure. There's no stones in any way which indicates it's a Mizbech. So I told him it's because he doesn't have a Gemara in Zvachim. Because there wasn't a stone in Mizbech in Shira. There was Mizbech of Moshe, which was a Kafa Mizbech. They only built a stone in Mizbech in the Vesem Mikdash. So there wasn't a permanent structure in Mizbech. It was something which was movable. So of course, there's not going to be stones within Mizbech. Well, it didn't have a, it didn't have a structure there. And the Aaron, they have a place for that? Or it's not Tefis Makhim? They have a Kodesh of Kodesh. No, same structure. No, the place where the Aaron was, not Tefis Makhim. 
I don't know what they used to be. Why would it have it in the king? I don't know what they have in the king. The king can't sit in his bath anymore. It was copper. They took it and melted it down, made it yeah. into teapots. So that's uh, that was the uh, so this was the end. Of the so that was one matter. The other matter is that once it wasn't an iron acquisition anymore, so then it, it, it fell into disuse. It wasn't that it actually got destroyed, Shiva, but uh, we made it. it we didn't destroy it. Sorry, it's a We don't know for sure what happened to it. Well, it the walls are still there. Yeah. So what did it get destroyed? Or was it just after iron acquisition left, and now there was. No din of the Kedusha being Shiloh, so they just pulled these Beichas like bombers, wherever they wanted to. Remember, there was the, 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 the service of Shiloh came to an end. Okay, so that's what happened to Eliyachai. Now, the Kalosa, Eishish Pinchas. Probably Eli himself wasn't so excited. The Kalosa, Eishish Pinchas, his daughter in law, which was the wife of his, his son Pinchas, Hara, and the word should be the lettuce. She was pregnant and she was going to give birth. Why Chaik takes the Dara Lath and writes the word Lalas? We'll see there's two mahal in the first minute. Let's see what the says first. But Tishma is a shmua. As you heard the news, El Hilakach Aaron Lekin, the fact that Aaron Gosh was taken, Umeis Chomiyah of Ishan, the father in law, and her husband, the birth died, and the shock also had an effect on her, but Tichra, but they did. And then first apparent labor, she suddenly gave birth, but Kinev Chalat Sira, which means that uh, it was uh, the, the shock of the news. Uh, caused her, her rechem to open, therefore she went into a sudden labor. And that's what the Lashen Lalas is. The Lalas is to give birth in a normal way. Lalas, even Vashi explained, is like a sudden, like forced labor. Or from Lashen Yelala, which means is that uh, Yelala is a sign of, of wailing. And she was pregnant, but uh, when she heard what the, the, the tragedy or the grief that caused her to go into labor and to give birth. But when she wasn't meant to, and then Kanira must have caused hemorrhaging or something else because it caused her to die. Okay, so when she was dying, after the people around her told her, don't, you, know, you shouldn't be worried, have the baby, the baby is healthy. Yeah. Similar to her for the same reason. Because the lady who's dying in childbirth, she thinks maybe the baby is dying too. So then the people who were helping her, the midwives, said, no, the baby is safe, the baby is alive. But the answer was Shasta She wasn't able to answer. And uh, the trauma or tragedy was such that she couldn't even appreciate. Shasta Libra shouldn't attention to appreciate the fact that she had a healthy baby. But take her now, E covered. So she calls him, his name E covered. E covered means he's not covered. Name or God covered me, Israel. And Yelaka Haran and Akim. The covered of Faisha was left from two things. That the Arnakash was taken. Well, Chabiyah Vesha. And also meaning that the carbon of Israel had been the Kohen Gadol, the, the, the leader who was the father-in-law, and the husband who was the head of the Kohen. And they, they, they got taken as well. And then again, why are we just second time? She just said that. So what's the idea of God of Israel? So here again, the two Mahalchim. The one, one chat is that in the first passage, when she said that Israel was lost its covered because the iron was taken and and my husband and my father all died, so then she thought maybe that's like equating the tragedy of her husband and father dying with the taking of the heart. So then she goes back to that. What I meant was that God covered me as well. The Ica loss that the Arnakaj got taken. She didn't mean, she said the other ones in the same expression as they as bad, this was much worse. That's why Mahalach, the Malvin says, the Master Chat over here, the Malvin says that there were two different things. 
We know that there's uh, the covenant of Klai Yisrael is the third, but there's two parts of the third. And therefore, the first thing she says is that about the, the last love, the father in law, who, who was the God Lada, the Shaykh, and her sons, we went to, who she thought we went to take over from him, that was the last of the, of the Chachmei Torah. And then the last of Aaron which was the last of the Torah, the Torah of the last of the Lukas, the last of the Torah, which we had in that sense. And therefore, she says, both of God are covered from Israel. And Israel co- lost its covenant in both of these areas. It lost its covenant in the fact that the, the Torah got taken, it lost its covenant in the fact that the, the Gladi Adar, the Sadiqi Adar got taken. And we find in many other places that both of that there's a lack of Quota Torah, either, either one happens. When a, when a Torah gets taken away from us and the Torah is up, or when a God of the Torah dies, that's also a, lot, a lack of the covenant Torah. Because if the, that, that whatever the current Torah was that the person represented is no longer here. But Chafi? Chafi was a brother in law with a fact there? Can you hear it? No, for her not. She was Mechabed the husband and Elia Koy. What caused her to die here? The last thing that her husband died? The shock. The Meshmaras. So Elia, we said it's because of the art. There's two parts to this. It's interesting. Because here's the Kiyom of the Nevoah of. Of Shmuel. And that is, on the one hand, he said that the, the prophecy against the family of Eli will start when the day that both his sons, Chafi uh, and Pinchas, die on the same day. At the same time, the prophecy was, I want to show your descendants, they'll remain to see what they don't get, that they'll be removed from the corner. And it all happened on the same day. Chafi and Pinchas died, and they'll be the descendants who's going to be the continuation of the family of Eli who was born on the day that everyone else died. Would that be another explanation in e that from now on That's what I was going to say. The was that's, that's, that's not what she meant. But the is not an explanation of e is now that the cover that Eddie's family had is now no cover, but they've lost that cover. It's a strange name. Well, she was saying it was Lashon Tzar, just like Rachel called uh, Ben Oini, the son of my Tzar. Now, there's one point I just want to go back to, you asked me once before. Why has Shaw repeated himself twice? Yeah, sure. Repeated himself. He says, I came from the battle. I came from the battle. I came and I, I ran from the battlefield today. Well, why do you mean that? What's the, what's the extra word? So the answer is, I really didn't understand um, how he could be back so soon, so to speak. Because it was a distance. And if that's the case, I thought one of two things happened. Either he wasn't at the battlefield, he had heard from like a, far away, and therefore he, he, hadn't, uh, he hadn't been a first hand witness to the event. Or maybe he left the battle early. And if that's the case, he, he came back but before the before the war was over. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what another saying. Like, it appeared earlier than he expected someone to be back. And therefore he tells him, No, it's not true. I, I was I was there, I saw the war happen, I witnessed what happened. Uh-huh. And number two, how did I get here? Because I ran it today. Which means that I, I was there today at the battlefield, I ran the whole distance in one day, which is why I got to now. Which was, like I said, something which showed Shaul's strength because it wasn't what, uh, what Eddie had expected. And this is an interesting thing because at the end of the day, Eddie was a chauffeur. And to have heard a, a rumor that our had taken, and you know, he wouldn't have accepted it. And reliable. But if the person's telling him, I'm a witness, I was there, I saw it, I've come myself to tell you, so that makes what he says reliable, and then it matter that makes the, that had the impact it had, that made Eddie believe that he was right. Was there a man that 